Hey everyone, welcome back to Thoughtful Intentions. I'm your host, Fiona Winch, and today I am joined by not one, but two guests, Gabriela and Isabella Ramirez, sisters and founders of Las Brujas. Las Brujas is a Latina-owned, family-run skincare line that is 100% sustainable. All of their ingredients are either supplied by local farms or sustainably sourced from the Amazon from indigenous sellers. They are able to make products that are both beneficial for your skin's health as well as the planet, and Gabriella handmakes all of the products herself. Their goal is to be able to have different weekly vendors that are local, especially looking to work with QTBIPOC vendors and artists. When they are able to have a staff, they'll prioritize diversity and providing a community hub that is just as unifying. Um, I'm really excited to talk with you both. And just so everyone knows, um, I was first introduced to Gabby because my roommate came home with a bunch of Lost Brujas products and was raving about this cool local small business. And then I had the opportunity to write a story about them for Greenpointers. Um, so I am just really excited to get a little bit more in depth with you both today and what it was like to start a small business during the pandemic and what experience have what experiences have led up to this point. And um, I know that you have a super cool background, so I'm excited to get into it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. That was beautiful. Okay. <laughs> no problem. Sounds <laughs> very intense. We just got over a really nasty cold. Oh yeah. So, so we sound like all here. we do is no. party. Was just a cold. <laughs> I feel like there was a cold going around though, especially now it that was you know. No joke. It was really. No I had COVID, and all I had the symptoms was like I couldn't smell or taste anything, and then this one took me <laughs> by my heart. Like it was so really. Bad. Yeah. yeah, I don't, maybe it's just because like masks aren't required anymore. So, and you I, know. no, I'm still wearing my, I got it from Bella's. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm free and I'm still taking care of this. So. Even you gave me no. COVID. So I Our gave mom this. gave us COVID. Excuse me. Oh no. Oh no. But everyone is, is yeah, okay. Everyone's okay, fine. Everyone's okay, fine. good. Okay. 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 Good. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm nervous about that. Like first time I get sick too. I feel like it's going to be. I'm going to be such a baby about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it's that. It's just like with the whole pandemic, everyone has been so focused on being sick with one thing for a year that you forget that colds exist. Right. And they still exist. They feel like, <laughs> yeah, geez. So much more disrespectful now. But <laughs> Okay, so we have that nice little um, forewarning. It's just, they, they have not been partying. It's just a cold. <laughs> so first thing first I just wanted to know um a little bit more about how Las Brujas came to be I I know a little bit but just for the audience want to give that chance well our story is actually pretty interesting I went to beauty school and I wasn't super crazy about it so I have my license in aesthetics and then from there I went to culinary school and I was a chef for six years and I loved it but um there's a lot in the food industry that's really wasteful and so bad for the planet that that was really bothering me. So I was looking for a nonprofit to work at and I had worked with Greenpeace right until the pandemic started. And I was like, oh, because, you know, with the pandemic, so many people were let go. And um, I didn't really know what to do because I was just home. Like most of the world just like very much like now what, right? <laughs> and then my mom, she is a special education teacher, so she's an essential worker. She was still working online, and she came home one day. I don't even know how she felt like, because we were, obviously, the whole world was so scared of the pandemic. We weren't even going to stores, but she went to, like, Michael's Arts and Crafts store and came back with a bunch of, like, little silicone molds and was like, we're starting a business, and I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you 
have to put your knowledge of all the stuff that you like together and start a business. And I was like, oh, okay, we're starting. With, I guess I'm starting a business. I love that. <laughs> Not sitting home all day. Mm-hmm. Just because we're in a global pandemic doesn't mean that you can sit home all day. Which I really appreciate because I I didn't know how to continue. Was this like, was this March? Was this right in the beginning? I I almost got actually locked out of the United States because I was traveling March 8th. Oh no. It came like the same day the city like closed. So it started like two days after the pandemic and my mom was like, we're doing it now. (laughs) We're starting right now. And we also have family in China. So we knew that the lockdown Mm -hmm. had been going on for a couple months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like in March, people kind of were still like, oh, it's going to be like two weeks off of school. We're going to be right back. But we had been watching for like a couple months. Yeah. Like almost three months of our aunt posting, like, we can't go outside. We We can't can't go to the store. We're running out of food. So we knew it wasn't going to be like very two weeks. I know people were trying to be optimistic, but I was just like, it's going to last like you know Chinese government's very intensive and I was like New York is gonna last at least six I was like at least six months it's gonna mm-hmm. take more than six months and then you know turned into what and it then did we were we all so optimistic <laughs> with that <guess>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was very interesting having that um that real intense push from my mom which I'm always very grateful for because she's so motivational and so inspiring and she was like we are gonna start a business we're not gonna be home and like sad about what's happening you're gonna have to make something beautiful out of this and that's that's so really uh well, janith right janith, yeah, we're gonna give her a shout out <laughs> shout yeah. out to janith <laughs> she's so cute mm-hmm. but that's also actually how she, we all got her covid because it was like the first month of her going back in person and one of her students mm-hmm. gave it to her oh no. god yeah my my mom um my mom was a teacher oh what um, did she teach yeah. um she taught uh freshman and no sophomore and senior high school English sorry I can't believe I just messed that up right now she did it for 36 years <laughs> yeah. I always have to think about what my mom does because she's um she does speech pathology and works with kids for early intervention so she works with like baby babies from like oh. three to five very oh, cute that's so sweet so you know those memes of like the open cough that they're like, oh yeah that, that's yeah. the age that's the- okay well I can <laughs> see how like also germs might be going around <laughs> That's sweet though. I remember um, when they first started, she kept being like she was like afraid that they were gonna swap masks. That it's like they wore masks. cartoon characters that they would trade them. So right. I'm really sure that, that kids weren't like wow, oh, geez. <sighs> well, that was my mom's fear was that like like the teenage boys would just cough on each other to be funny, you know? Mm-hmm. And she would be like, It's not funny. It's not so funny. very um, scary. Anyway, we really <laughs> I, I got us <laughs> off on a tangent there, but the first time you told me this, I was so blown away by how much you've accomplished. Um, Not only with Lost Brujas, but like the fact that you were a chef for six years. I mean, what? Like, that's crazy. So I think it's super cool that you have found all of these avenues of passions and um, just poured yourself into them and, and then, you know, pivoted into something new when the time was right. So yeah, I mean, it is actually really interesting how much because when I was studying in school, I, I really focused on like natural beauty. So I'm still working with like oils and fruits and butters and different clays and uh, flowers, you know, even if it's not like all purpose flour, it's almond flour, coconut flour. So it's still interesting to see like my culinary influence in it. You know, a lot of the soaps are based off mm-hmm. of our heritage's food. So we use like coquito and like a, a lot of other Latin stuff. So it's funny to be like, yeah, they're so different 
but they meet. I it's very interesting that my culinary aspect really has influenced so much of our um, of our business because even though it's not making pastries because that's what I focused on, now instead of just consuming it, they, you're putting it on your body, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And we also mix in our uh, indigenous spirituality into our products. And that's actually what the name is, is Las Brujas. It's uh, the witches, Mm -hmm. but it's spelt differently. So when you're reading it in English, you're actually pronouncing it properly instead of saying like brujas. Mm -hmm. And you're brewing something. So it kind of is just also going back to um, being a chef, but you're really brewing stuff and you're infusing stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're also infusing our spiritual beliefs into it from us putting on healing music while we're making it and either just like leave it on with the products <laughs> like using it when I'm not home or us cleaning the area with different herbs and we have all of our candles that go to our different deities um, which is very mm-hmm. important to us so that's really cool that it's just everything that's important in my life is just into Las Brujas. I I think that's so awesome. And that's just so clearly why you're the only person that can create a company like this, you know, and do something like this, because it's so specific to you. And um, I'm just really excited for you guys. And I think it must be so rewarding to work with the family. Like, I know you told me that uh, your brother chose the name. Is that is that right? Yeah, so my brother came up with a name. He's amazing with stuff like that. Um, like he's starting his own business too. So when he's able to have it completely like set, then I'll like plug him. But okay, <laughs> so good at stuff like that. He's really smart, and my sister helps me with all the tech stuff and also with all the sales. But like I'm, tr- I can make everything like type of soaps and food, but with technology, I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like impressively bad. <laughs> so it's really nice to have somebody who. I mean, she's not like a tech. <laughs> she's laughing. Sorry, that's I can't laugh. Right laughing, but with cough. like a cold um, cough still. I am <laughs> like one in the house, but that does not necessarily mean that I am good with technology. Your website um, looks fantastic. I don't know what you're talking I, about. <laughs> I, it's been really, really fun kind of learning how to make a website and I'm like learning how to code. So I like am super baby in HTML and CSS. So I can like make the website cute like I know what, like a hex code is and I'm very proud of that um <laughs> I don't actually know that much about web design and like how to run a website and that's kind of like what my learning experience has been I it's a little way like backseat in comparison I feel like it's not as cool no it's, but I mean, it's, it's a thousand times better than what I would have done um, I no and my goal was like if people like it they can text me and we'll meet up <laughs> yeah yeah no, I mean, it's super important because, you know, that's how you get some brand identity and like get awareness out there. So exactly. that's yeah. great that you have um, both sides. All the influences of like, okay, I'm good at this, so I can do this. And my brother's amazing at this, so he helps us with this. Mm-hmm. My sister's great with this and do like that. You know, my parents are always there for us. We also don't know how to drive. <laughs> so <laughs> we're such freaking typical like New, New Yorkers. Yorkers that we don't know how to drive. <laughs> You know, if we need something, I could be like, hi, like, what are you doing today? Because I have to pick up this really heavy thing that I can't just lug on the train. Mm -hmm. And they are always there for us, which is amazing. Or if I'm just like up to my head with like, I don't know how I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I know I could call my mom and she'll give me really amazing ideas. I'd be like, you know what? We can try this. Or at least she's supportive, you know, even if she doesn't Mm -hmm. know how to do it, she'll be like, okay, don't worry about it because you've made it this far. You can just text me like, I'm sorry, like, 
well, we're in Puerto Rico. We were there for two, I was there for yeah. two weeks and I was, I have not traveled at all mm-hmm. since the pandemic and since starting the business. So I was freaking out because we had orders and a couple stuff had ran out and I make everything. And my sister does help me occasionally, but I really do make everything. So mm-hmm. I was like, Bill, this is how you make stuff. And then I was like, panic in the tropics, in, in paradise. No. In <laughs> and I'm over here panicking, like, Bill, please make it right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. she said it came out great. I was able to give like the instructions and stuff, but it's, it's very interesting mm-hmm. having that like crossover because we've never done that before. Yeah. Yeah. So to teach each other because yes. if one when, when you travel i have to learn how to do tech stuff and that's, when i travel you have to know how to mix up yeah that's the thing is that me and gabby are roommates we have our own apartment we're like always kind of together so if we're doing something gabby will be like spending the whole day in the kitchen like busting out a million soaps and body butters and i'll be like updating the website and we we'll just really be in our own yeah we're in our own little words and, yeah. and we're like hey do you have any like coconut oil left and then i like update it she's like no and then every now and then information gets like flung by but because we're like kind of a Gemini little unit, we forget to like actually teach each other how to, yeah, to do the thing. So that's today actually, yeah. <laughs> today we like specifically scheduled like today we're going to make this soap and this soap and like go through how to do it. Um, I don't know. It yeah. sounds like the perfect team to me. It is. It really is. It was just very, I, there's a book that my brother um, sent me and it's called The E-Myth. I think it's called the E-Myth Revisited. It's an amazing book. I read that book. It's talking about like business owners and they're like, one of the biggest mistakes they make is exactly what we're doing. (laughs) Like we become so good at one thing and if something Mm -hmm. happens, it's like learning again. And that's Mm -hmm. really bad when you're in the middle of like building, you know, because you're starting from the beginning. So today we are focused (laughs) and goal oriented. But it, it's definitely been a very interesting year. You know, yeah. What What else has? I am sorry. What are you saying? No, you're good. Uh, what else, like just what else has surprised you about running a small business? Um, I've since I was a chef, I had never done retail, and I mean, mm-hmm. I, with Greenpeace, I was talking to like people, and I did like that, but it wasn't for. It was something that I loved. Obviously, the planet and taking care of people and kind of just getting people's faces to be like, take care of the planet. But <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I never worked retail, so I had never pushed something that I cared about. And especially in the pandemic, when we had no human interaction, mm-hmm. when we were renting the store yeah. and doing these pop-ups, I was able to talk to people again. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so like intense, but I missed people. Yeah. yeah. I missed hearing random people's life and their stories and how their day was. So it was just like really like, uniting us yeah, and I just it was so it was so emotional um, you know it was very emotional for me just hearing like a random guy be like hi how are you and I was like oh I'm great <laughs> how are you we like, literally <laughs> on our neighborhood have this guy named Dusty who plays the saxophone every few days so we would have our we'd have our shop open and the windows open and people walking by talking and just like playing beautiful jazz live jazz oh. and we're like oh my god I think this is it was so magical <gasps> and he's still Yesterday, yesterday he came up to our window and played jazz music and I was just like I'm not crying but I'm kind of crying like, oh that's so sweet <laughs> it, it so- was just really nice having so many people like I met you through your roommate because right. of pop-up like you know we are from Queens we're very new to Brooklyn um so it's just nice having like people to know you know like I love my sister mm-hmm. with all the heart but you still need more need, than yeah. one person in your life <laughs> you know yeah. so that's been really that was something that like 
I'm so grateful for it that Absolutely. we were able to do this. You know, so many people that I know personally are saying I feel so lonely. And like, I think obviously there's times that we still feel lonely, but it's just like nice to have people tagging us on Instagram and mm-hmm. people being like, I loved meeting you and I loved working with you and collaborating yeah. with you. That was really oh, amazing. That's really sweet. Surprising how fun it was. Like, it was how so fun. fun. How fun yeah. everything has been. Like when we had our shop and we had our other vendors, just like talking with them and sitting with them throughout the day and just like learning about people's lives haven't heard about anyone's life in a while. I know right. Gabby's life. There, you know? <laughs> um, which is great. But like yeah. I was doing tarot reading pop-ups and it was like really fun being like in, so intimate. in, in there. Yeah. And people just like talk to you when you're running a table. They're just like, oh my God, I love this because my wife, and you're like, this is the cutest yeah, I think, they also, I think they also felt that too. It's just like, mm-hmm. I there there's no word to socialize. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we were so grateful with our store is that, there's so much ventilation it has a huge backyard and it has like these gorgeous like I don't know what type of windows they're called they look like bay windows but they completely okay. open those so very COVID safe so people felt comfortable enough to hang out a little bit more and you know we had live performers doing poetry and opera and a, a couple other things that was happening but they were able to sit down for a minute and that wasn't something we had when the pandemic when we were in the heart of the pandemic you know it's just mm-hmm. you can go to the supermarket and go home and that's where you really felt safe because you didn't want to be around people. And right. I had a few people be like, it's so interesting that like I'm here because I haven't done this in so long. Mm-hmm. You know, we had live, we have singers, we had like this um, amazing Egyptian. It, it was our friend, a painter's friend oh, who was right. selling paint there and his friend came and he was singing in his like indigenous language. I believe he was Egyptian. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I believe he was Egyptian. <laughs> yeah. And it was gorgeous because he wasn't, he wasn't planned to be singing. We had some, we had a friend of mine doing opera. We had another one do flute. And then Mm -hmm. my mom, she was a singer in Columbia. So she sang here a little bit. And then he just felt comfortable enough Mm -hmm. that he came up and he started singing. And then like, we all started dancing and that was not something Mm -hmm. that we were in the backyard. It was COVID safe enough that we were all felt comfortable to be with each other. And it was just like, wow, we haven't had this, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and like how you mentioned that that's changed a lot since the city has opened or maybe not changed, but perhaps developed. definitely gotten we haven't rented the store we were actually having a little difficulty with the landlord he was trying to um sell it to be a grocery store because it's a huge space has a giant backyard mm-hmm. um yeah. so he wanted yeah he wanted to demolish the backyard and I don't oh. think he was able to need to have like certain permits and stuff and I don't think he got him but the store is being rented right now temporarily and when she leaves, I'm going to discuss with him about renting it again. I'm excited for that because literally the business, all it knows is the world of the pandemic. I've never had Las Brujas without this. Mm-hmm. So I to have people feel comfortable enough to be like, yeah, I could bring four or five people for, you know, we wanted to have the backyard more like a community space. So mm-hmm. I'm like doing like yoga. And then we met this guy, garden. we're going to have a garden. And we met this dude who wants to teach Brazilian jujitsu, just instead oh, of wow. it being three people in the backyard it could be like 10 <laughs> oh 10, <laughs> 10 people <laughs> but let's see how that goes um but it has definitely been interesting having like customers come up without masks you know like I'm yeah we're both vaccinated so like I'm not nervous really anymore but I, I, I hadn't seen it I hadn't seen someone it's face. like and it's an adjustment it's an adjustment. It's definitely interesting having like customers want to hug you. And you're just like a couple months ago, I would have like ducked and covered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 
definitely. very cool well I'm, I'm excited to see um what happens and pe- you still are doing pop-ups but just not in that particular store correct not in that yeah. store this weekend we have a few on Long Island next weekend um there's gonna be at Grand Army Plaza and I think we're gonna be doing one in a mall so let's see what mm-hmm. happens so we've been going like to random places but the goal is to open up the store here yeah that, right you're, you're a GoFundMe yeah or go fund me there's also a few other stores down the block from here that we really like but they don't have that backyard space mm-hmm. so my heart really is set on here and once we figure it out if the landlord's like you know what no I just want to make this into a grocery store then we're just going to go to the other place that's there but yeah we really want this space mm-hmm. and especially because we also live here you know like, yeah we're like, so love and live this place people know that we're here too we, were, we only had two pop-ups one in October and one in February in the space that we really really want and in that time we had people that like from the October pop-up and be like oh my god I'm like so glad that you're back I missed you so much um you want to return to that that space and the people that like in that little bit of time have like embedded us in the neighborhood right um there's also times where people that have rented the space were not nice and then people were like why were you guys not nice yeah. when you were in that space and we were like that wasn't us oh no um, oh no we kind of attached ourselves already to the space because we we're so set and we're talking so closely with the landlord on getting it yeah so we're gonna get it but um yes we're gonna get we're it. Have to just continue pushing him. Yeah, I, I I get it in like a business aspect, but he'd think much more for the grocery store. But in but the community, loved what yeah, you know because we were just so time with exactly. us. We As so someone good. who lives in this neighborhood, I want Moss Brew House. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I we have like five grocery stores in this block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't need more grocery stores. I will. We we're very have... lucky. We're not in a food desert. There's no yeah, reason. We're yeah, we're very lucky. To... This is not a food desert. Push. So another grocery more. store but so um I wanted to ask you a bit more too about um and this is just switching the conversation a little bit about these indigenous influences and your heritage's influences and what uh, role that's played in your um and sourcing the materials and creating the products we when we first started I knew I wanted to work with local farmers because that's important to me and I also had worked with a farmer's market when I was younger but I didn't only want to have local farmers. Um, I knew that I wanted to have my indigenous um, ingredients, something that we grew up using, you know, something that I also didn't know that much about because I I am in New York. So there's a lot of beautiful things that I was missing from like the Amazon that I didn't know. And it was very difficult sourcing something that was not only sustainable for the planet, but also paid the um, Mm -hmm. tribes sufficiently. well they you know obviously they push different ads so it'd be like the the brand and the the company amazon they'd be like buy it from amazon from the amazon that's not what i'm trying to do you know yeah that's not what i want that's not what i want Mm -hmm. this is i want to support indigenous communities directly i don't want to have a third party that's taking her in and i don't know how they're treating them right um so it was just hours of googling of me finding like this little website that I'm addicted to it's called the rainforest chica she also sells not just wholesale so if you're interested in buying like a random butter she's amazing you can also text her through whatsapp so I messaged her and I was like I want to work with you and she does have a page talking about how she she is from Brazil and 
she lives between Brazil and Florida and she's like I go to the traps all the time and make sure that they're you know actually doing what they're saying and you know instead of plucking mm-hmm. the fruits or trees they wait for it to fall and harvest it from the floor um mm-hmm. so things like that that is very important to me and I like how dedicated she is also mm-hmm. by something that's good for the planet that's good for my skin and it's also good for the tribes most of the tribes um if not all I have to double check are women run so it's beautiful being able to be like okay not only am I supporting my community but I'm uplifting these tribes with us getting bigger and bigger and bigger because we're able to buy more right yeah um hopefully this year one of my goals is to go to Colombia and to Brazil and visit the tribes directly and I think I'm gonna lose my mind because I've actually never gone to the Amazon even though I am Colombian (laughs) even though we are Colombian we haven't gone so um, let's see if I ever come back I might just become (laughs) (laughs) yeah and okay I have a question in that vein and if like you don't want to talk about that's totally fine too um but I remember you mentioning feeling a bit of imposter syndrome with your like Latina dad and and um and speaking Spanish with an English accent and I was just wondering if this has helped kind of bridge that gap a little bit (laughs) (laughs) and starts crying immediately it's so difficult you know there's something that um we've grown up with Mm -hmm. you know you don't feel American enough in America and then every latino and their mother is like oh bringa <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. you know that's what people get we're first generation and our mom and second generation and our dad so my dad understands spanish but his spanish is not good because you know he's puerto rican and mm-hmm. similar to like italians that they they wanted to simulate so much and my dad is right. quite passing so my grandpa was like we're gonna not Teach you anything to keep you safe. exactly we're gonna try to you keep just you don't safe. know nothing will happen we're gonna try to keep you safe so we want you not to be so connected to your roots mm-hmm. but we're brown like we're brown mm-hmm. my mom is brown we're we're not only you know we ha- we're indigenous we're african and we also have european blood but it's we're brown we can't mm-hmm. pretend that we're not brown so when people come up to us and are like hi and they start speaking to us in spanish it's it's embarrassing sometimes because they'll be like say it again because they don't know where our accents from they mm-hmm. hear they hear new york they hear and colombia and puerto, puerto rico, rico. And, so oh, wow. very, and, and because i was a chef i have like a lot a of like mexican, mexican slang. slang and then they're just like what is happening <laughs> <laughs> right do you do you feel like, like at least this experience has maybe helped bridge that gap a little bit like you're you're so invested and um in these yeah, things. I, yes and no I feel like yes and no I was definitely connected me to more people my age that also feel the same way and they're just like it's very like inspiring to like be able to build off of each other but still sometimes like let's say we were on Telemundo right mm-hmm. Telemundo, that is yeah. the most brown <laughs> Latin <laughs> network ever you know and you cannot speak in English mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um when we were recording I was like I need to be drunk I need to be wasted I'm gonna have so I can actually do it but in the end we were so caught up that I didn't drink (laughs) there was no liquid courage behind my words and I was just so anxious and I mean we were able to do it but the whole time I was like no one's gonna want to listen to this broken no I mean I like didn't talk almost yeah 
all I think they got like one shot of me walking because I didn't want to be like oh by the way and so it's like the most mangled sentence you've heard in your entire <laughs> life because yeah. the Spanish is there like I can think in Spanish fine but my mouth misses mm. it and then what added anxiety there, there's mm-hmm. an actual there's an actual term for it, what we yes are, because I'm um, forgetting it's very now. very common it's very common because you grew up Hearing listening it and then you respond in a different language so mm-hmm. my Spanish oh had to be better because of the kitchens because most people didn't speak English but my sister's Spanish it was how mine was when I was 18 you know it was very interesting I mean it's nice to have other people be like okay that's this is your culture this is your community like our customers very much because we are Latina because we're Latina you know we are really pushing for our success for our people so it's nice to have people be like, I love this. But mm-hmm. then you'll still have some people that are like clearly disappointed. Oh, yeah. Spanish is oh, so yeah. bad. <laughs> so it's, it's in between. It's it's nice to have like the the support of so many people. But it's still, you know, it's still at the end of the day, very um, isolating, you know. Yeah. I mean, your your experience is like so valid. And and I mean, the, fa- the sheer fact alone that Telemundo had you on, I think, should in part maybe maybe is a reminder that you you do belong but that you know I'm I'm not one to talk so I can't speak no, to that I, experience I, at all it was <laughs> no I appreciate it I do appreciate it it's just it was very scary, <laughs> yeah. very scary but it was also like very yeah it was the best way. it was scary in a beautiful way because you know we're still such a small business so my um, when we got in contact and we were talking about it I was like oh my gosh you guys are actually <laughs> interviewing us in our space in the store oh so cute it was gorgeous but cute you know that that happened so fast we were on Mm -hmm. nylon magazine we were on telemundo that is so cool in less than a year right i mean now it's over a year because like we had started in march but all of that was even before the year had started Mm -hmm. i mean the year was like completely over so it was very interesting to have so much so fast Mm -hmm. i mean I'm so grateful, but it was it was crazy. I mean, what I mean, it's it, it's what you guys are doing is awesome. That's that's why. So, um, I'm not surprised even in the slightest that that you know it's blown up in that way, and I'm sure it's going to continue to blow up. Um, and just to get a little bit into the the eco friendly bit of it all before, you know, I before I forget, um, what do you wish people understood about sustainability? Because I understand that you guys grew up in a household that really understood how to take care of the planet um but i we we all know that that's not the case for plenty of people um and i know you've made plastic free um an important part of the company but just what what do you wish people understood about that um that green labeling is not good for the planet at the end of the day just because they say like 20 percent recycled plastic they're still using 80 percent new plastic you know, it's mm-hmm. still not good for the planet. Or we're recycled at the moment. The United States has recycled nine percent of plastic ever. Like ever. really, nine percent. Mm-hmm. Like oh it, my god, we are producing so much more plastic than we can ever take care of. If we are a, we're such a small company. If we're able to do so much for the planet and make sure that we're taking care of it, these giant corporations have the resources have the money and should be doing the exact same that we're doing mm-hmm. because our planet can't we can't, can't handle, handle this. this we 
optimistically have six years before the whole world needs to flip everything that they're doing and start with more renewable and sustainable mm-hmm. resource use and we have to push them you know yeah. like and it's also me coming from like you know working with such an amazing group like Greenpeace we need to push companies yeah. we need to push companies if I'm not doing something right and let's say I don't know but if I'm doing something wrong I want a customer to be like hey what the heck is this you know and be like mm-hmm. oh my gosh I yeah Mm-hmm. And that's the same that we need to be doing to other companies. Like, this is not okay. Just because it's cheaper for them and does not mean that it's right. That that clock in Union Square, the countdown clock. Isn't it so intense? The oh my gosh, it, it's so I intense. Been in a long time. And, you know, with the last time I was really in the city every single day was with Greenpeace. So optimistically, we have six years. Really? Yeah. We have like one and a half. Because when oh, I was advocating, no. it was last year and then we're saying three years so like really we have like a year to two years Mm -hmm. optimistically we have six years but I was with my boyfriend and we were like all romantic and I was a little also I get tipsy very easy so I had like half a glass of wine (laughs) yeah life is beautiful and then I saw that and I was like oh my god yeah for for anyone that has never yeah for anyone that's never seen it it's this giant digital clock that like right when you come out of the union square uh union square uh train station it's just flashing with the number of years we have left before climate change like destroys us um and it's terrifying (laughs) it's terrible it's so it's so depressing and rightfully so like I you know we need the reminder but geez it's scary it's really intense intense. and it's something that you know like people of color are facing now and Mm -hmm. we but you know obviously Bella and I are in New York so we have the privilege to just talk about it not deal with it but my family in Puerto Rico still doesn't have water after Maria and Maria hurricanes like Sandy are going to be a yearly if not monthly thing Mm -hmm. not only in Puerto Rico which is already seeing effects of climate change but New York is gonna be underwater if we don't do something yeah you know it's it's happening so it's happening fast so it's happening fast you know happening so fast like studies have shown time and time and time again that the people that are creating all of the issues gases and oils and this and that are not the ones experiencing it's the people of color in south america and in india that are getting even in in miami Miami, yeah that are getting absolutely screwed over and you know jeff bezos do you think he takes the time to be like wow I'm doing this no. you know right it's so unfortunate because we I mean look and that's why our like goal... 16,000 people signed a petition so he gets stuck in, orbit, <laughs> in, space, in orbit um, <laughs> I never even know that until my sister mentioned it and I was like this is like funny wait wait like, what is this petition um so you know how like rich people are like going into space yes um, <laughs> So Jeff Bezos was going or is considering going and someone started like a campaign that has over, I think, like 16,000 signatures that are like, don't, if he leaves, don't let him come back. Oh my God. <laughs> I Bella like- told me that and I lost my mind. I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever <laughs> I was talking to Luca about this the other day being like, sometimes you got to sit and remember that like every single person on earth is just some dude. And that 16,000 people signed a petition that just this random guy can't come get, back can't to come the freaking planet because he sucks <laughs> so much. Not so him. Lots of people are involved in his corruption. But you know what I mean. Yeah, he's he's, he's the face of it. it. I can't yeah. do it very too much. But it is, it's very interesting. We want people, our goal is to make people be like, you know what, even though it is really intense, 
you are powerful enough mm-hmm. as an individual to help the planet. You can support groups that do things like that. You need to support groups that care about the planet. Your actions, your donations, your those are important, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the biggest things that I've really taken away from the pandemic and also like the work that we've done in the store is just a reminder of like, when we think of climate change and we think of just changing the world in any social way, we're like, how can we change everything right yeah. now? Like, but sometimes just talking to your neighbor about what you can do to help them, like, hey, do you need me to get groceries for you? Do you know if like the school nearby needs anything? Enacting little changes in your neighborhood, it causes like a ripple effect. It's like the, the-, the I've ever heard is my partner says this, but you know how like in big big flocks of birds that they all can like move so fluidly and so perfectly mm-hmm. the way that they do that isn't by understanding the whole shape and having like an airplane route but they see how the birds around them turn just a little bit and then they follow that turn and it causes the entire swarm to move in these almost like water-like ways and like maneuver crazy things in the sky and it's because they have such a tight communication network with the ones immediately around them and the benefits and the things that they need and because of that they're able to do so much cool stuff and humans are the same way we're people animals we're, 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 social animals sorry I got, I got excited <laughs> no no that was beautiful thank you for sharing that I know it just it reminded me of the whole you know thinking globally acting locally thing um yeah, which it's cool that even just like if you can even just pick one daily product like your skincare you know and just buy from a company like yours that's that is changing um a part of your life and a part of the planet's life um but it's hard it's hard to think that sometimes that your actions matter that deeply as one human being and just being reminded that it does is really important so I think you I thank you guys for doing that no, it's something that we're we've been pushing is like um people returning like the jars and it's really impressive how many people are actually returning the jars mm-hmm. you know and like something that we I love yogurt and normally we get the yogurts in like the glass containers and it's so frustrating that you can't return them you know because mm-hmm. I'll end up with like 10 containers of yogurt and I'm just like no tops with no tops because they put like aluminum tops and it's like unnecessary waste right so mm-hmm. it's really interesting seeing people like caring like you know what this one action even though it might not help every single person on the planet it does mean something it makes it like a little bit better better. and so many things people do things that are like unsustainable just because like there's no other other option or you don't have the time right um and a lot of things that are really like eco-friendly sometimes do not have like universal design as in mind as they could and that's something I think that we're working on too is like trying to see like make how more things are more accessible yeah um that's awesome but, yeah that one, that one I don't have that much of a solution for that one we're working on and that's something that is really hard is like how do you make things eco-friendly easy. and easy enough that people go okay it's worth getting this thing because a lot of times people are just like it's faster to have yeah, the right. thing in the plastic I have two minutes before my train or I won't eat today yeah. I'm gonna grab this granola bar um because people don't have the time to meal prep let's say like a bunch of stuff at home because they work jobs like there's so much intertwined in like taking care of the planet and taking care of ourselves um and sociology brain will start talking about (laughs) why capitalism is the root of climate change yeah Yeah. it's a big big issue it's a huge issue yeah 
No, but you guys are doing amazing work and I am so glad to um to share this neighborhood with you and um to see how it grows. And uh before I let you go, I just want to give you the opportunity to plug like the social media and tell everyone where they can find you, um, your next pop-ups. I know you mentioned it before, but just as a reminder. Um, well, thank you. So this weekend, we're going to be in Long Island and I slip on Sunday. I'm going to post it because I'm forgetting exactly where the one on Sunday is. But on Sunday, uh, we have a pop-up. Saturday is going to be really early in the morning from 8 to 12 in Ice Slip, Long Island. But next, on the 24th, I believe it is, it's next Saturday, we're going to be in Grand Army Plaza, which should be really exciting. There's going to be a bunch of other vendors, and it's like with the farmer's market, so if you want to come by and grab some flowers and fresh fruits and lotions, we'll be there. <laughs> um, also, you can find us on Instagram at Las Brujas, so it's L-A-S-B-R-E-W-H-A-S. And our website's the same, lesbrujas.com. We do have a Facebook that I need to post for. I post like once a month. So honestly, if you have a Facebook, it links you to the website that shows you all the information. <laughs> but we have to update it. And I think yesterday my sister made a TikTok. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a Yay! TikTok. <laughs> um, look forward to seeing us goofing off and pictures and videos of soap that look like you should be able to eat them. That's the one I'm most excited for, the really like dramatic close-ups. I like to say this all the time that since Gabby used to be a pastry chef, I'm like so used to like going in the kitchen and smelling like cinnamon and vanilla and this and that because she's making something delicious and now it's soap. Um, so I can't wait to share that burden of, I want to eat the soaps with the entire world. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you. Um, thank you both for sharing all that information. And this has just been such like a treat for me. And I'm really excited to share this with, um, with anyone that will listen. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. This has been Fiona Winch on Thoughtful Intentions with Gabriella and Isabella Ramirez. As always, please keep an eye on the Thoughtful Intentions podcast Instagram page at Thoughtful Intentions Podcast um, so that you can be the first to know what is next to come. I have a lot of exciting episodes coming up and I am really looking forward to sharing them with you. Thanks. <laughs>